I've been in my relationship with an undiagnosed BPD, NPD, comorbid for over two decades, and I've drawn from this experience to see seven distinctive stages of understanding the relationship. I'll review them in this podcast of My Inner Torch. Well, for two decades, actually over two decades, I have really looked at this relationship now. I've actually stepped back from my marriage to my wife to kind of take inventory. And through that inventory stage, I have seen seven stages of understanding my relationship, my marriage from the caretaker codependent in a relationship with a cluster B. I've had an opportunity to kind of step back and say, okay, how, how does this work? Where have I been? Where did I start? And where am I now? And so let's review the seven stages. And I think the first stage is confusion. You know, you just don't know how to take this person. This person on one hand is love bombing you, is basically mirroring back to you everything you've ever wanted in a relationship. And yet they are showing some cracks in the veneer because I can go back 20 years and look back to the beginnings of my relationship with my wife and she was always breaking up with me. That was a red flag. She was always ending the relationship. So I never really understood at that time that that was a huge red flag. She was telling me that she gets bored very quickly. You know, I wasn't paying attention to some of the, what I would call black swans, pieces of information that I should have known and understood. So I will chalk that up to confusion because we would go back and forth. One minute it would be great. The next minute she'd be calling me up and telling me, you know, uh, I'm breaking up with you. Or then, you know, she would get back together. It was that yo-yo repetition compulsion, as they call it, the cycle. And that's what I was stuck in. And being the caretaker slash codependent that I am, I was basically hoovered back into the relationship when I should have just said, you know what? This is not working for me. I need to get out. And I think any normal person would have. The next stage after confusion is denial. You start denying it. You start questioning yourself when they break up with you for the umpteenth time, when they disappear, when they ghost you, when they gray rock you and give you the silent treatment, you start kind of denying it. Well, maybe it's something I said. Maybe it's something I did. Well, okay. Maybe she's just having a bad day. You know, you start denying it. So you're confused and you also are in denial. And as time goes on, you know, when the abuse becomes more prevalent, when the love bombing stops, when you are in a repetition compulsion cycle, then comes the hurt. Then you become hurt. Things that my wife says to me used to hurt me a lot because there was a lot of, and is a lot of verbal abuse, not physical. She's not beating up on me like some other borderlines do. She's not throwing dishes because I don't let it go that far. I am well-trained. The other day, she was very angry about her iPad not responding to her touches and almost broke the iPad because she was like a small child. And I basically just said to her, can you, you know, don't do that because you're going to break the iPad. And she turned on me, you know. She was very rude about it. Now, if I was smashing an iPad, she would have come up to me and said, you know, you're an idiot. Why are you doing that? You're going to break it. It's okay, you know, for her to do it. 
but not for me. That's a double standard you're going to find in any relationship with a cluster B. So you go through the hurt phase. You go through the the continuous, I'm being hurt. I'm being hurt. I'm in denial. I'm confused. I don't really know what's going on here. And then of course you start to go out and you seek podcasts like this and you start to uh, read about borderline personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder, all the cluster Bs, and you start to see the commonalities, you start to see the, the traits, you start to understand whether or not they are one of those. They are abusing you either verbally and or physically and or both. And you're hurt. You don't understand. And from that hurt stems anger and frustration. Just anger and frustration. You start to get angry. You start to get angry at yourself. You start to get frustrated with the cluster B. Why can't they go back to what they were? Why can't they be the person that I thought they were going to be or that they showed themselves to be? Why are they hurting me? So you start to get angry and you start to get frustrated. And if you are a codependent or caretaker, and chances are you are, if you're in the relationship, much like I am. And you start to think, why am I dependent on this relationship? Why can't I imagine myself? Why can't I imagine myself outside of this relationship? You're going through the anger. You're going through the frustration. This is something I'm going through right now. Why is my wife still in the other bedroom? Why is she referring to it as her room? Why is there no reconciliation? Why isn't she coming back? Why isn't she talking about coming back? Why is she withholding any affection? I'm angry. I'm frustrated. Because I know I can't change it. I understand it now. I'm not confused. I'm not denying it. I'm not hurt. Now I'm angry. Now I'm frustrated. Now I feel trapped. And from there we go to number five, the loss of hope. That comes down on you like a ton of bricks when you realize that there is no changing what you have. There isn't. There might be a good day. There might be a good week. You may even have a good month, but invariably like the emotional sandcastles podcast that I did over a year ago, something will happen to wash it all away. Like the shoots and ladders podcast that I did a year ago, you will find a shoot in the relationship and you will tumble all the way back down to the beginning. It's in, it's inevitable. It's going to happen and you lose hope. And when you lose hope, The anger and frustration is still there. It doesn't go away. You feel duped. You feel like you've been sold a bill of goods. You feel like bait and switch. Another podcast that I did not too long ago. You feel like there's no hope for tomorrow. That nothing's going to change. Repetition compulsion. You go through the cycle. Some days are good. Some days are bad. You don't know. And then stage number six is acceptance. And a lot of us can't accept it. It took me a long time. And I just recently accepted my whole circumstance. My wife is not going to change. There is no reconciliation. Tomorrow, she won't come through the door and tell me, I've discovered that I love you very much. I won't see the person I saw 21 years ago. That person didn't exist. And I have to accept that. And I have to accept my role in this relationship. A lot of us want to blame the borderline, the narcissist. We want to blame the cluster B. It's their fault. But folks, it's not. We have to accept onus 
for our participation in this relationship, because it does take two to have a relationship. Nobody is putting a gun to your head. They may be threatening you. They may be gaslighting you. They may be making you believe that you are the bane of their existence, but make no mistake, you aren't. You are an innocent bystander. You are a rescuer. You are a knight in shining shining armor, wanting to rescue them. That's who I was. I just wanted to make my wife see that the world wasn't a bad place, that people could love. But you have to understand that the borderline and the narcissist, they cannot love. They haven't learned that. That is something that is very foreign to them, something that's very scary to them, that's very vulnerable. So we have confusion, denial, hurt, anger, frustration, loss of hope, acceptance. And finally, the final stage is absolution. Release from the punishment. Giving yourself permission to release yourself from the obligation you may feel toward the cluster B. Setting yourself free. And I don't know what that looks like to you. It may look like leaving the relationship. It may look like divorcing. It may look like going no contact if it's a friend and letting that person go. And folks, there is no set time period for these stages. There's no, okay, you're going to be in confusion for two months and then you'll be in denial for three months and then you're going to be hurt for five months. And frequently, you're going to vacillate between the stages of these understanding steps. You're going to vacillate until you come to absolution, until you can give yourself permission to move on. And again, I don't know what that looks like for you. I know what it looks like for me. I understand what absolution is for me. I understand that and I see that. And you do have to plan for that. And you do have to heal yourself. Absolution may come, but you may not be ready to act on it. You may need time. You may need time to financially prepare yourself to leave a relationship. Emotionally prepare yourself. Put everything into place so that you are prepared to do what's best for you. So those are the seven stages of understanding that I have come to know. And perhaps you have more. Maybe there are other emotions that you can fit in there. Maybe other complexes that you feel. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Share that with me, please. I appreciate all of your emails and your correspondence. I appreciate everybody, even Borderlines, who I have warned not to listen to this podcast simply because... Well, it may be offensive. It may be hurtful to them. I'm not painting them as monsters, but they need to accept who they are and what they are and what they do and how they affect us because that's why podcasts like mine exist. I recommend that you seek as much information as you can, but you have to be intelligent about disseminating that information, understanding what it means to you and whether or not it holds water. There are a lot of other people out there talking about their experiences. There are borderlines out there talking about their experiences. There are narcissists. You know, everybody has a story. So I'm going to leave you with a quote from Stephanie Bennett Henry. And this is from somebody who is a victim of abuse. And it goes, I'm sorry that you had to make me the villain villain of your story in order to stay in the light 
and keep the onlookers in the dark. I'm sorry, so very sorry for you. I have no desire to clear my name in your book of fiction. Paint me however you need to paint me so that the guilt doesn't feel so heavy. I am as light as a feather. Think about that. Because they will smear you if you leave the relationship. They will tell you that you are the villain. They don't turn inward. You need to. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. New podcasts uploaded every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Till next time, be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. <laughs>